2: Plan savings with three lines of T Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes
0: and fees may vary. Come on, side, 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 side. <laughs> Grab the yell on the <laughs> Come on, Come on. Come on. hey everybody what's up this is that lovers come on son the podcast this is what we do every week this week I got very special guests coming on the podcast we're gonna talk a little Tyler Perry we're gonna talk a little Nicole Murphy we're going to talk about her ex-husband Lisa Ray McCoy is my very special guest on this week's come on son the podcast which is being overseen by the one and only legendary combat Jack the man who gave me my start in podcast Lisa Ray McCoy coming at you Come on, son, son. This is your friend, and uh, Ed Lover. How are you?
1: I know Ed Lover in the house. <laughs> hey, come on, man. I ain't going to forget that boy.
0: <laughs> How are you?
1: How are you?
0: I'm fine. Now, if you weren't okay and you weren't fine, who would be the first person you call?
1: Ghostbusters.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If I wasn't fine, I'd, fine. I'd have to call on God because I've been so disappointed from so many other angles of friendship and deception and stuff till I got to just lean on him.
0: <laughs> like if you had to like say things weren't going really good for you, which I'm glad that they are, without the shadow of a doubt. Is there somebody out there you can honestly say, you know what, this person will look out for me. I could stay with them for a while till I got back on my feet. Like this person 100% got my back.
1: Um, You know what, how I can answer that? I you know because people have great intentions, but I'm in a position, you like you know within my family to to be the breadwinner. You know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I can go to any cousin's house, but would I want to, and would there be enough room? Probably not. You know what I mean. Right. Um, and I'm just not that close to any Harley, Hollywood darlings to be able to say I'm packing up. I need your space. Uh, so. Probably, yeah. No, see, I, I operate because no is not an option to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I do what I got to do, not to get in that position. Is so that- I can't even really answer that. I don't think I, I. Yeah, no, I don't think I really have anybody.
0: You know, you said uh, just a minute ago that you're not really close to any Hollywood darlings. Is that by choice or is that by the nature of what Hollywood is?
1: It's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both because I teeter tartar because I want to have someone and, and I've gotten close to some people, but then it's not as close as I want to because they don't let me in like I feel like they should because if they did and they got an opportunity to really know me, we would be much closer.
2: Mm. So because
1: we have it, it makes me go, okay, I'll stand right here, I'll stand right here. So as much as I want new friends and new places and got their own thing going on, I have a couple of that, but we're
0: not as close as I would love. Oh, wow. Wow. Is that just like the nature of Hollywood? Like, the, you know, I found when I was living in L.A. a few, well, the late 90s, early 2000s, I was in L.A. The the pretentiousness of, of that whole Hollywood scene is something that coming from New York City I couldn't deal with, and you're from right here in Chicago where I broadcast for on the new 104.3 Jams. You're from the south side of Chicago, so I think we're kind of cut from a different cloth.
1: That's kind of true. I'm a Midwest girl. Um, We're kind of half and half. I always say that half of New York, you know, that city life, and half of L.A., which is kind of laid back, you know, so Mm -hmm. I'm in the middle. And I adapt to L.A., and, and, and it works for me, you know. But it works for me because of where I came from, and, and I was in my life that I was already a big fish in a small pond. Right. So when I came here to California, it was just to accomplish what I have been accomplishing, you know. Uh, friends have came far and few in between, but now I have my family, I have my granddaughter, and so I guess with maturity, I no longer look for validation or the support in another friend like I felt like I needed before. Mm. So I'm strong, I rely on myself and God. I you know, I maybe vent to a couple of people. Can they really put me in a position where they can get me together and, and say, Okay, girl, here's what I got for you and you can do it? nah, not really. <laughs> and even the ones that got it, you know what I mean, they probably not gonna say Come on over here, girl. I get like, Kim Whitley, I know if I came to Kim and said, I need to stay here for a couple of weeks, me and Kai and whatever, she would go, come on, girl, come on. You wow. know, but I'm just really not that kind of person.
0: Right. But it's 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 always nice to know that you have a friend that has your back like that. Yeah. It's, it it yeah. is always. And I just heard you say, um, Grandma. Grandma. Uh, i'm walking yeah. down i'm I'm been walking down that grandfather path now for about oh I think my grandson is about my oldest one is like twelve how How old is your grandchild
1: my grandbaby she is two she'll be three in december
0: How does that feel lisa uh lisa Ray? how does that feel coming from um where you come from to now you're a grandmother well you've been a mom for a long time, so that's yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I did not know that I would need her as much as I need her because she brings that unconditional love that I miss from when I had my daughter. And now my daughter's all grown. She don't need me, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm a kind of person that I need to feel needed. You know what I mean? So I come home throughout the day and checking on her. I'm in the kitchen cooking, being Chef RD. D. I'm cooking, <laughs> you know, three or four different meals for the week, you know. I'm taking naps with her. I'm teaching her. And she's allowed me to be able to jump back into the business with a whole different perspective because now I'm stronger, and now I'm working for Legacy. I'm working for her to know who her grandmother is. Right. You know, and so it's, it's, I just feel more empowered now. I feel strong.
0: I feel great. That's wonderful. Speaking of work, you've been around for quite some time now. How do you maintain your brand as Lisa Ray McCoy in fickle-ass Hollywood, especially the way Hollywood <laughs> treats women?
1: You're not a fan of Hollywood, huh?
0: <laughs> no, not not really. I'm a fan of creation, but I'm not a friend, I'm not a big fan of just that whole Hollywood scene. I'm not a fan yeah. of it at all. No.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm gonna answer that question, but I will say this: that I felt bad that I didn't get an invitation to Tyler Perry's event weekend, his his grand opening of his studio,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you know I knew about it through Jamie Foxx and he had got the invitation, you know, and it was like an uh, iPad came in the mail, you know, whoop, whoop. and I was like, oh, okay, and I'm thinking, I'm going to get mine, and then I just uh, <laughs> start seeing it on the timeline. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, it, it's like tonight, today, and I'm here in L.A., and everybody's in Atlanta. I don't know what happened to my invitation, you know. <laughs> and then as the week went on, and I would listen and hear from other people that went, and I would say that was of lesser status than myself. I would say that. Uh-huh. I really got to wondering. Well, what am I, Chappelle? And Tyler and I know each other. And when I say know each other, we know each other. You oh, know, right? And so I was really perplexed about that because Black Hollywood is small. So once you get the A-listers that you have, and you know the the, the Oprahs and the people that your your friends are now and you go down your list of the A-list, B-list, C-list celebrities, how many of us are there really for me not to have gotten an invitation? You know what I mean? So I kind of felt a certain kind of way about that. And, and you know, you go in between, you know, oh, why well, I'm not invited to this award show and why well, I'm not invited to that event and a, a party or whatever. But then it made me say, you know what, Lisa Ray, do the work. Mm-hmm. Do the work and care about what you care about and everything else will fall into place. You know, do I still feel a certain way and feel bad about it? Yes, I do. My feelings are absolutely hurt. But the flip side of it is it just it's going to make me focus even more, you know. So yeah. to answer your question about, you know, how, um, you know, Fickle Hollywood is. Like, what, what did you ask me? I forgot. See. <laughs> I said, how do you
0: maintain your uh, Lisa Ray McCoy brand in Fickle as Hollywood? But we can expound on the Tyler Perry um, slight of your invitation, because honestly, mm-hmm. Lisa Ray, I'll tell you the truth. I felt the same way. Because I know I'm not an A lister. I know I'm mm-hmm. not a B lister. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know what category that you will put me in. But I am a legend. Yeah. Okay. I have done so many things for music and for hip hop. I have laid my brand all over certain mm-hmm. films. And, you know, maybe bit parts here and there. But I felt like, well, damn! If Oprah can acknowledge me. Tyler Perry can't acknowledge me, you know. I just I that's the way I feel. But I feel like this, and and I I'm with you to the adage of let the work speak for itself. I feel like we get to a certain place as black people, and then we start feeling like we're better than other black people. I just I just feel like that. Like we don't recognize people when it's time to recognize them. Like it took Hollywood, so many years to recognize that Taraji P. Henson is a wonderful actress, and we've known that from day one. It took them so many years to give Regina King her Oscar, and I've been telling people Regina was dope since 227. Like, it it takes so long, and sometimes it's us. Like, I don't understand why the NAACP Image Awards don't give out radio awards. We're the people. I talk to the people every single day of the week, but we don't get acknowledged. An actor will get acknowledged for doing one role. I sit in front of the mic five days a week and influence people, which I have been doing my entire career, and we don't get that nod at all. It's just, I feel like black people do the same thing to black people that white people do. That's just the way I feel about it.
1: And that's why I feel like we always want to talk the talk, but never walk the walk at all. And so it makes you stand alone and have a standalone spirit because you get tired of getting knocked down. You get tired of trusting people, but you don't want to be tainted at the same time. So you try again, you try again. And it's like the the it's the journey but the journey is tiresome and when you got other stuff going on you kind of feel like well you know what forget this let me go over here and do this cuz i got this to do right now and i don't have time for you right now and, it, and 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 that's what i meant by yeah i'm sure i got some people out there but do i rely on them i don't even get an the opportunity to, to show up or to show out it's almost like mm, i'm okay yeah. you know what i mean and it, and it may be it's and you know it is sad you know what i mean but i am one of those ones and i think they either be afraid of you because of the way we, our realness come across. You know what I mean? You, you like me. You yes. Know, I'm going to tell you like it is. Yeah. I don't care if you like it or not. Yeah. This is my feeling. This is my truth. And it may come to you too strong, and you may not even know how to take it. So, therefore, when you don't know how to take it, you don't know how to receive it. You you don't know how to take it in. You know what I mean? Mm. Because now the way I'm saying it, you offended by the way I'm saying it instead of listening to the message. It's almost like what God said. Don't kill the messenger. You know what I mean? Right. So I, um, I, I feel like you. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It's like, you know, I'm going to stand and do my part. I am definitely for bridging the gap with people, women in our entertainment business. I'm not a gossiping woman. I'm not somebody to talk about somebody. I am definitely, I'm only talking about my truth. Right. My truth. That's it. I would love for us all to get along, but we got to stop this Daryl in the Crab shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like. We always talking about well, I want to do this and I want to stand for this. Well, stand for it. Start doing it then. That's right. Start being the example. We're waiting for somebody else to take our hand before we make the first move. Be the first move. Be the leader. You gotta be the leader.
0: leader. You gotta. I'm a leader. You you have to be the leader. And I think what you said is also true. You and I are so much alike in our approach. We we're no nonsense people. Cause of where we're from and our background, and we'll punch you in your face if you like. Yeah, I, yep. <laughs> like I will literally punch you in your face. Like I'm not gonna stand around and go back and forth with you. You're gonna say something foul or something slick to me, and I might knock your teeth down your throat. Like it's yeah. there, There's no in bet- I don't play that Hollywood little. Yeah. Bullshit. I just yeah. I, I don't play it. I'm a I'm the kind of person like I'm not gonna say, hey Lisa Ray McCoy, let's go to lunch fifteen times on some bullshit. If I could do something for you, I, I'm gonna call you, Lisa Ray McCoy. I got this part for you. This shit is legitimate. You know what hey, I mean? Say, I don't I don't put, yeah. That's why I left. That's why I left L.A. Cause like I I a, I choked out a few actors that will remain nameless right now. Straight <laughs> choked right. them out. For running their mouth, I don't play them. I don't play them games. It's like high school. I ain't got time for that.
1: And I respect it. You know, I respect people. Sometimes want to say, "Girl, you don't have time for that." It's like, no, I got time for that. I got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You want to talk? You want to talk stuff? It's like you ain't got to do it through the through the, the tabloids or through a talk show, or uh, any of that, come holler at me. Come That's see right. me. Let's have a face-to-face. Let's talk about it because, see, real women, real women talk face-to-face because then we ain't got to write it down and can misconstrue anything you're saying. Let's just sit down. And hash it out right here. Who knows? We might just come to a conclusion of, you know what, girl? This was some messing. You know what? I said it the wrong way, or I ain't mean it that way, or whatever it is. But right. you can get to the to the to the end result right then and there. All this old loudly gagging and hum humny hum. I ain't with it either.
0: <laughs> not not at all. <laughs> I saw I saw you uncensored when you were talking about uh, Stacey Dash told you that you don't tell her anything or something to that point how close were you to punching stacy dash in the face
1: um you know i don't like people to point at me
0: at all (laughs) you know
1: what i mean especially a close angle you know what i mean Uh and i just felt it was you know a little disrespectful for our friendship level which we had back then you know Mm -hmm. I, i felt like wow this ain't that serious girl i i didn't come to you with an attitude i I'm not. I'm. You know, I'm tired like you, I'm trying to get you out of here because you don't want to leave, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought that she would have seen that. So when she kind of, you know, took the attitude and turned it towards me, it was like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. I'm not accepting that. You're going to change that, and you're not going to never do that again, you know? And that's all I was trying to get to her, you know, to, to explain to her, like, no, you know? And like I said, you could hear a pin drop because, Everybody on the set, they, you know, I think you, people, when they meet me and they've been around me for a while, they get to know my personality. And I'm sweet as pie. I'm a roundaway girl. I'm like, hey, you know, down to earth. But I do have that side that's like, I'll cut you, you know. <laughs> and when, when I put my head down and rose back up and said, girl, if you don't get, you know, your <laughs> Yeah, that's all I had to say because she felt that black girl in me. You know what I mean? <laughs> that white girl in her felt that black girl in me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How difficult is it to work your your heart out? And I always applaud uh, actors because uh, somebody gave me a tip one time that just really – open my eyes up to, to how things go. They say you just do the work and you don't worry about it and then you move on to the next project. Don't get too attached to whatever you're doing. How hard is it to put your heart and soul into a project and then it just ends like that when it's beyond your control?
1: Uh, for me, I did a project called Civil Brand. Um, it was a prison movie. And we actually filmed that like in um, some part of uh, Nashville, Tennessee or something. Mm-hmm. And it was a real abandoned prison mm-hmm. and my character was in jail because she had killed her husband for abuse right okay and so every day and every scene was dark we, it was rainy you know you're filming for 12 hours you're going definitely back to your hotel to eat and re- do some you know learn some more lines and scenes mm-hmm. to do it again the next day so i'm saying that to say i was in a dark deep place every day And I got depressed, and I kept thinking, why am I allowing this role to take over me? Am I going too deep, and do I not know how to to bring the character to life without going so deep, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so I had to start watching comedies and stuff, and I was a little (laughs) depressed, and I bowed right then. I was like, yeah, I don't really want to roll like this ever again. Wow. And it's just recently I started saying, well, no, that's not what you really mean. It's not that you don't want to roll like that anymore. You just know now that you need to balance how far and how deep you go. Because I did not know then, you know, I don't have to cry to cry in a scene. I don't have to think about my father being murdered. Because now, you I've taken myself out of the scene. My sadness is coming from some some place else. But if you stay true to that character and know what that character has gone through in the storyline in which you've built, then you it's, it's going to take you and bring you to tears anyway. So I learned that over the years. However. Do I want to have a part like Grey's Anatomy where I'm a doctor and I'm over somebody that's dying every day and I'm calling their parents in the scene going, yeah, he didn't make it? Nope, that ain't me. (laughs) I don't want to do it. (laughs) Cast me in romantic comedies, thrillers, suspense, you know what I mean? I even want to be a superhero. But (laughs) me crying over somebody, I'm good. (laughs)
0: It takes too much out of you, huh? Yeah, I don't
1: need to do that. Eyes be swollen, my nose be red. I'm good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, recently, when you did Uncensored, you sparked a debate on my morning show here in Chicago, and you opened up about your marriage to the former uh, prime minister, Turks and Caicos, and you said that Dwayne Martin, who used to be your friend, I'm pretty sure you guys aren't friends anymore, kind of was, like, sort of responsible for bringing, for making your husband cheat.
1: Yeah, I will say that, you know, Dwayne was not really um, my friend. You know, once I introduced him to my husband, he had become closer to him. And it was times when, you know, he and I had gotten to it about different things. And I was just like, you don't don't mean me any good, nor my marriage. And so I'm going to need you to step to the side. And I actually flew to L.A. from Turks and Caicos just to have a meeting with him, just to tell him that I didn't really fuck with him no more. You know what I mean? And I'm cool on you. I don't have to ever see you anymore. And you're no longer welcome in my home is what I said, quote, unquote. Wow. And he agreed. He said he he heard me out. I'll say that. He heard me out. But not long enough to stay away and out of my home because when I – was was still in the States, my butler had called me and said, Mr. Dwayne Martin is here. He is in the guest house, and he wants to come into the big house. Where should I put him? I said, out, and I'm (laughs) on my way. You know what I mean? And I just felt like, why are you coming? I can't stop you from coming to Turks and Caicos to to vacation or visit, but as the woman of this house and as the first lady of this country and as the wife to the person that lives here, (laughs)
2: like
1: me, I'm saying to you, I don't want you in my home. So now, not only are you disrespecting me, you're making my husband disrespect me too because I done told his butt too. Right. You know what I mean. So that's what made me sit back and go, "What the heck is going on here?" Because I told you I didn't want him in my house, and I told you I didn't want you in my house. So that for me was the ultimate slap in the face. Right. And so it it, it, it that kept me perplexed. I would say that
0: was he bringing was he bringing single women around your husband?
1: Um, I will say that I know about two. Oh that wow! He did hmm. And to me, one is enough.
0: <laughs> that, you got a point there. And wasn't he married to Tisha at the time? Well, they're no, yes, long, he, they're yes, no longer they're no longer married. I probably can see why now.
1: She can see why now too, along with everything else she's going through and finding out. Yeah, R-
0: right. Wow. And this is somebody wow. that you thought you were close to.
1: And I'll say this, you know. And I've said this before, you know, I did the sitcom All of Us with him. Yeah. And so as an example to all of us, you know, he and Tisha was married for a long time. And so becoming a new wife, I felt like, let me change some of my company. Let me start hanging around married couples because now I'm a newlywed. Right. I need to learn how to be in this position and stand in this position strongly. And who whoever to do that, that my play brother here, my co-star here and someone has been married for years and I'm a fan of theirs and their marriage so absolutely let me bring you on board to keep me right and to make sure that I'm you know in that line Right. and that's the worst thing I could have did like seriously it was like wait a minute I, you, it, I did not bring you in for anything else but to help me not to hinder me nor to hurt me wow and he backstabbed me
0: wow Wow. Don't you think, it, in, in hindsight, do you think that if it wasn't him, your husband, former husband, would have probably did it anyway?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can't say that anybody could stop somebody from doing anything if they really want to do it. What I am actually saying and have said is that you didn't have to be a part of that. Hmm. You did have to be a part of that. You didn't have to, to uh, put your two cents in there. You know, and, and, I, and I said that to him. I said, you know, I'm a new, I'm a, this marriage is new. I'm new in this position. Why would you do that? Why? Right. You're supposed to have you know? my, and, and especially yeah. because
0: you're supposed to be my boy. So you're supposed to have my back.
1: Yes, yeah, so and that's all I'm saying. I'm saying that he—I'm not saying that he could have stopped him. He—he he, that he forced him, uh, anything. I, he can't do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Unless they was doing, you know, the Menage a Trois thing, and that I would not know about. I don't know about that part. You know? Right. But I do know that I brought you in to to cover me, and you did not do that.
0: Right. Yeah. You, you also—you also been pretty vocal on uh, Nicole Murphy.
1: Yeah, because he was instrumental in that as well with Nicole and my
0: ex-husband. Was he? Yes. Oh wow!
1: Yeah,
0: that's now you. That's really backstabbing.
1: I know. See it's so it's so much that I have been healing from myself that people did not know about. And like I say, when you do an extensive interview like that, you don't know the questions, you don't really know what's gonna even come out of your mouth because you don't know what's gonna trigger the answer. Right. And so I had no idea what I was going to say. It wasn't premeditated. You know, and as I sat down and they start asking me questions, I just know that I would tell my truth that came from my heart, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when he mentioned Dwayne Martin, that is one of the names that make me tweak on out (laughs) when when you ask me about him. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, that's why I saw the truth in my face when I put my head down and clapped them hands two yeah. times. It was like, yeah, let's just go <laughs> what this really is here. Because I'm trying to feed around the bush and sound politically correct, but sometimes you cannot be politically correct.
2: Right.
1: Your truth is your truth. And it was like, y'all know, this is what happened here. You know what I mean? And because the topic of Nicole was so prevalent for the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. it was like, it crossed my mind. It was like, yeah, both of you two mother, oh, well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, both of y'all was like not right. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, maybe y'all two belong together. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's not cool. It's
0: not cool. It kinda, And it kind of brings a little light to uh, her image a little bit because at one point, when her and Eddie first broke up, and I've known Eddie for a long time, it was almost like she was playing victim. Like, you kind of felt sorry for her. Like, all of these kids and all of this stuff later, and this is what happens, and, you know, Eddie just moved on away from her like that. Now you kind of got to figure that Eddie sees something that, that we didn't see. Or that Eddie Maybe. knows something about his oh. wife that we didn't know. Well,
1: I, I will say this. Uh, this is what I've heard, that... You know, when you have been with someone for so long and they're such a superstar, you kind of get lost into, you know, the shuffle of what you want to do. Now, what she wanted to do in her life, I have no idea. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Her claim to fame is being Eddie Murphy's wife. That's true. Um, So I don't know if she put some things on the back burner, but, you know, maybe she felt like she got married too young and she missed a lot of dick. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But you know, it feels like she's making up for it now, you know, and maybe she can get what she really always wanted, you know?
0: <laughs> maybe she missed a lot of dick in her life. Perhaps. Perhaps. I don't know. You know? I mean, we
1: all grown, you know, we all grown. And, that's right. You know, if you want 50 of them or 10 of them, that's your prerogative, you know what I mean? But I I, I can't answer that. I will say, hey, 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 and let, me, let me say this. Just like Kim Willie said, we all got some skeletons in our closet. Absolutely. We all got some things that we ain't proud of, some things that we don't even want to admit, some things we didn't even learn from, from you know, what we went through. You know, I get that, but there's still a cold, a cold amongst friends.
0: I agree with that 100%. You know,
1: we're watching the other people, you know, but I start bringing you in my home. I, I, there's a certain amount of trust that I'm saying I have to you that I don't feel that I got to watch my back when you're around. And that's why Nicole was at my bachelorette party. She was at my birthday party. We have celebrated together. We have been out together. I have been to her home. Uh, girl, we know each other. It's a small circle. So now, had I would have known I had to watch my back, you never would have been, been around. You never would have. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. if it becomes not fair. and You keep doing the same thing. That's why I commented on the Antoine Foucault in yeah. Layla Rashad thing. Yeah, My comment was like, come on, girl. Now, come on. It was that. I didn't know it was going to go viral. I didn't know they was going to pick it up. And when they <laughs> did, it was almost like, oh, Lord, you know what I mean? <laughs> kind of thing. And they just made more of it. But what I said is what I said and what I meant is what I meant. Right. You know? And, you know, someone else may not be as strong to be able to say say anything because they're dealing with it behind closed doors. I'll say that. But that ain't me. That ain't my personality. Right. My personality is more like, what I did, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, as you see, a lot of other actresses came out like, yeah, girl, you, you 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 lying, you know what I mean? And what you doing and what's going on, you know? And we all had to stand together on that. So, yeah, you're right. Her reputation is, uh, we ain't, she ain't a fan. she, we, she not, you know, we, we looking at you like, hmm.
0: Yeah, you're looking you know. you look mighty shaky right now. And, and, Layla, yep. and Layla Rashawn, of all people, don't deserve that. From e- from either of them, she don't deserve it from the cold. Cause in no way you didn't know if you talking about we have been friends. You know that's that woman's husband. And come on, yep. Antoine, what are you doing, bro? Yep,
1: yep, 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 yep. yep. And you doing because, it
0: outside, bro? Yeah. You could, you could sneak a little kiss in the house somewhere, away from photography. Like what are you doing? And, and you
1: know what's so funny about that? It's so funny that first her whole explanation was. It was just a fam, family-friendly kiss. And right. so that made us go, well, what kind of friendly kiss is that? You know what I
0: mean? What y'all doing? <laughs> that was
1: times, It's like, you must have seen the pictures that they had of you, girl, before you spoke that bullshit. You know right. what I'm saying? Absolutely. And so, you know, and then I guess then once our friend started hitting it going, girl, they got this picture of you, and then you all in the pool, and then y'all, right. you, know, you, you know, you didn't call Layla and say, hey, girl, he said he was in Italy, and I'm here too, and I was going to go over and have some lunch with him. Are you here? You didn't do that. Right. You know? So now you come back and say, oh, I want to apologize for kissing the married man. Uh, well, now you know he married. Everybody knew he was married, girl.
0: You knew he was married, too. Yeah. Hell you know yeah, I mean? she knew that man was married. There's yeah. no no ain't, ain't no two ways about it. Because like you said before, it's a very small circle. And everybody pretty much knows who everybody else is dealing with.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you yeah. didn't
0: yeah. did slip and fall on the dick.
1: Yes, this is true. This is true. And like I said, you know, we all got some skeletons, but it's your friend. It's somebody that you know her kids. You've been to games with them. Come on. you. Yeah. This, that's, that's too close for comfort. That's an ass whooping. <laughs> like, seriously. You yeah, know, I, I agree. I can't really say that, you know, mine happened, what, my, I've been divorced now seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. That happened years ago. I hadn't had a chance and an opportunity to see Nicole the way I needed to see her. Right. Every time I saw her, I just kind of, you know, you know, you know, get up on her a little bit, like, you know, in between people try to stop us or whatever. I always waited to see her alone. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> in, a, in a greater situation here, you know what I'm saying? And we had a chance to do that. I saw her a couple of months ago, about maybe four or five months ago, and I... I said, let me tell you, I'm not bitter about this because it is what it is. You know, you didn't break up my marriage by no means. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I did that. You know, however, I want to talk to you about the cold of friendship here. Mm. Game, peep, game, girl. I get it. And I said this to her. I said, I know you fell from grace when you was with Eddie. I fell from grace from being first lady. Now you looking for position again. I get it. But you don't do that amongst friends is what I'm saying. Right. If you gonna do what you gonna do, you know, go and do it with somebody else's husband's, and not your friend. And I'm not even condoning that because mm. I've been there, done that, too, which has made me go, girl, what are you doing? I won't ever do this again. you got to learn from your mistakes. Right. But if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you are meaning to do this. That's yeah. my point of all of this. Absolutely. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. So that's
1: what made me feel really bad because, you know, let's be honest, Layla has been married for so long now and she's not sunshine anymore you know and so now she's had kids and she's relaxed and whatever and she's like oh but i think it was a reality check even for layla she was like you know what let me get back on my a game here right you know and so i'm glad that she's strong and I'm glad that, you know, she's handling it the way that she's handling it. And we gonna be like her beehive, like Beyonce. You know? <laughs> we going to be behind her like, Yep girl, we got you.
0: That's right. That's and I what we need. That's
1: what we need to do. Right. You know what I mean? That's Let's, what that's she what needs together.
0: After all that you've been through, uh, Lisa Ray McCoy, would you marry again?
1: Oh man, I can't wait. I work better in a union. I do. Okay. And from all the mistakes that I have made and I wasn't 100 percent, you know, right myself, I have learned from all of those things and not to point the finger at him only. You know what I mean? It was Mm -hmm. me as well, you know. And so now in my maturity and I've grown up, I want to be able to be right, do right and build right with someone and be evenly yoked with someone and to love on someone and have a companion. Mm. I want that.
0: It's got to be rooted in God.
1: Absolutely, it couldn't be no other way.
0: Can't be rooted in nothing else. It can't be rooted in fame. It can't be rooted in money. It has to be rooted in God. It's got to be somebody. That's,
1: that's, gonna, that's what's going to make us stay. You yeah. know what I mean? got to be know, somebody and, that will ride
0: them wheels cookie. off with you.
1: Yeah, I'm a strong cookie, and so if you're weak or intimidated, that's not going to work
0: for me. <laughs> not at all.
1: Uh, no, I need you to <laughs> wheel me in, you know what I mean, and say, hey, sit down, and that's what happened. Even when I was married, I was hot. I was like, look, I am diamond, honey. You, did, you I need this. You got to do that. And it's like, girl, come on, if I would have had a real older diva around me Mm -hmm. to say, sit your little hot-headed self down, what's the plan here, what are you trying to accomplish, why did you do this in the first place, and what are you going to make it work, how are you going to make it work for you? You know what I mean? If they would have been able to say that to me, perhaps things would have been different. And I will say this. I had Miss Debbie Allen around me because she's like my godmom. Love her. And she, Yes, absolutely. And she was there with me in the beginning, beginning, you know.
2: Uh-huh. And she
1: said, do you want to do this? And, you know, I'm hot. I'm like, yes, I want to do this, girl, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, me, a, you know, all of this and this and that. And I don't have to change anything. Heck, yeah, what do I sign up at, you know. Uh-huh. And she looked at me and she said, okay, baby, you know, if this is what you want to do, I'm going to be here with you. And she was there with me, and she was there with me afterwards, too. I just didn't listen.
0: (laughs) Gotta love her. Yep. God to love that woman. The first time I was at, I remember uh, I was at Debbie Allen's house in L.A., Dre and I, we was over there. I don't, can't remember why we were over there, her and Norm Nixon's house. We was chilling, and somebody rang the bell and came in, and it was James Ingram. And he touched her piano and said, this piano out of tune, Debbie? And he started messing with it. He just sat there and sang for like an hour. I was so blown freaking away. I've been mm-hmm. a fan of James Ingram. God rest James Ingram's soul. One of the... Yeah greatest voices that we've known in a long time another one that didn't get his flowers while he was alive but wow yeah wow that man was amazing big shout out to debbie island
1: that's what i learned from hanging with the older generation Uh too they were much more closer than what we are Mm. i have the more celebrities that i've seen over celebrities house have been older people celebrities right you know like you say, I've been over at Eddie's house, and I'll see, you know, different people that come over that I'm like, wow. You know what I mean? I've been over Bishop Noel Jones' home when Stevie Wonder has came through right. at his parties. You know, I've been over Debbie's, where you, like you say, the Jane Ingrams, and they come over, and you're like, whoa. But for us, and that's why I'm watching my uncensored last night when Tashina Arnold was here, and Tisha Campbell came, and Kim Whitley came, and Judge Mathis came and Mari Morrow. People was here to say to me, "We're going to stand by you and support your truth and let you let people know that we believe in you." You right. know that 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 you find strength in that, and and it wasn't it was emotional for me because I didn't know what how much they were going to to that was gonna make it in the interview. And to be quite honest, I forgot a lot of the stuff that I even shared. <laughs> you know. I did, I was just like, well, I said that, but it was so eye-opening, and it was like, even the stuff with my mom and my Uh father, it was like, oh my goodness, I I haven't even spoken to my mom yet, I called her to make sure that she was watching, Uh and then I called her afterwards, and she didn't answer, so I'm thinking, oh Lord, is she in her feelings, did she get the point? Did she understand it? And I called this morning, and she didn't answer. She went to the doctor, and I'm like, look, call me right. when you get home because I need to go over this with you because I need to know if you heard my heart mm. or if you felt that I exposed too much or whatever it was, you know what I mean? Right. Because my mom is old school too, you know what I mean? They kind of don't understand why are you telling your business. You That's know? <laughs> right.
0: Keep it close to the vest. That's right. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know,
1: so I need to know how she feel, you know what I mean, and let her know that. I love her, and amazingly, what came out of that interview for me was just like a aha moment of, I get it, Ma. I finally get it. It took me this long to get it, but I get it, and I cherish you. I want her to know that, mm. you know? So out of all of what came out of that interview, you know, it was so empowering to me because it allowed me to release the and, and feel the relief of what I've been going through and just sharing it with people. Not that I'm bitter, but I was just saying what What's going on with me throughout the years because definitely I'm focusing on moving ahead. I got some great things going on and that's why I don't waddle in what the gossip is now. You know what I mean? It's like Mm -hmm. I'm really, really blessed and I got some great things happening. You know what I mean? So I do need to clear my mind and my head and my heart so I can move on the way that I've been moving on.
0: Well, I'm glad you did. And I am so glad that you are honest and open about everything. It was so so, really beautiful to see you do that, man. And much continued success to you, sister. You are a gem. Never forget oh, that. Thank you. We, we <laughs> thank love you to so pieces. And thank you for spending some time with me today. I Absolutely appreciate
1: you. it. Hey, hey, you in my home. So, get you some Gino's pizza, some Blue Mondi, <laughs> some Italian Fiesta, some Harold's chicken, some White Castles, and Garrett's popcorn. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Next time you're in the shot, holler at me, sister.
1: Absolutely, I will.
0: Love you much. Love you too. Lisa Ray McCoy on the line with me, man. Y'all know what it is. Come on, son, son. I like the podcast when I got a lot of things on my mind. And um, I have a lot of things on my mind. I saw that there's a woman that's taking Future to court uh, for child support and acknowledgement of his eighth child eighth child. Now, two months ago, he just had another court case filed against him for his seventh child. Seven children. Now, at this point, it's no secret that Future has a lot of children. It's no secret at all. He had a baby with Sierra and a baby with allegedly uh, seven other women, which will make approximately number eight. What I don't understand is this, and I'm gonna put this out here to all the ladies, and I welcome all your comments. You can hit me on Come On Son the podcast on Instagram. You can hit me on at Ed Lover on Instagram. You can hit me on Twitter at Mister Ed Lover. I don't give out my social media enough, and I think y'all should know that. It's at Come On Son the podcast for your comments at Ed Lover. That's my personal Instagram page, and at Mister Ed Lover on um, on uh, Twitter. And come on, son, the podcast on on Facebook. Excuse me. So I'm gonna put this out to the ladies, and I welcome your comments. Is it dumb for a woman to have a baby with a man that has seven other children with seven total different baby mothers? Is that not a, is that a nonsensical thing to do? Because in my eyes, it is. I just don't understand why you would have a baby by future. In the words of Remy Ma, are you dumb? Like, I I don't get it at this point. First of all, I wouldn't even trust Future as a woman to put his penis inside of me without a condom on. That's number one in my book. Because obviously, if he has seven other baby mothers, conception can only happen one way. So he had to nut off in them in order to have the children that he has with them. So why would you, as a clear-thinking human being, let a man that obviously sleeps around as much as future does and is not shy of letting you know that he sleeps around, why would you let him go inside of you raw? That's number one I don't understand. Number two I don't understand is are you having this kid for the sake of the child or you having this kid just so you can get a check out of future? Because in the long run, future is not going to be there For your child, there is absolutely no way, unless you all live in a commune somewhere, that Future is going to have enough time for all of his kids. With his studio time, with his touring, with everything else that this man has going on, why would you think that your child is going to be this golden child, like the Eddie Murphy movie, that Future is going to spend all his time with? Every child that I have ever met, every person that I have ever met that does not or did not have a great relationship with one parent or the other one, there's always a a bit of a problem. I'm not saying that they, that they, they can't function as well-functioning adults in this society, but there's always a little bit of something missing. There's always some kind of resentment, and, and, and a lot of it is your fault. Because you don't have to have a child with a man that has seven other children. You don't have to have a child with a man that, that just was there to fuck. You don't have to do it. And then you're going to raise this child. And nine times out of ten, you're going to tell this child all kind of lies about how his father don't love him and all of that. And you're just going to be mad because he ain't fucking with you no more. When you didn't come to the realization that you was just a piece of ass. Somebody out there there's a lot of kids out there that baby moms were side bitches. That was that's all you was was a piece of ass. You just don't you don't get it and then you bring these kids in the world and they all mixed up and fucked up because you being selfish. I don't I don't understand that. I don't I don't I don't understand. There's a lot of women out there that that had real shit going on with them. Like they was married to the dude. He might have died, he might have got killed. Maybe he was in the streets and he got locked up. So he ain't around. Maybe there's some major problems between y'all really that he's just a deadbeat, rotten type of dude that ghosted you once you got pregnant. But to knowingly have a baby with a man that got seven other kids by seven different women, that's not good. that That's not cool for your kid. It's not cool for your kid. A kid is not a pet. It's a real life human being. And speaking of pets, I told you I got a lot on my mind. I live in a building. Where there's a lot of pets. And I am an animal lover. I'm not a super crazy animal lover because I still wear furs. Uh, I still eat chicken. I still eat beef. So I can't be that much of an animal lover if I'm allowing them to slaughter animals to feed me. But I'll tell you this much. People treat their dogs like their dogs are human beings. And I'm sorry I know that the dog might be a big part of your family, but the dog is not a human being, okay? And I say that to say this. If you really feel that much that your dog is your child or whatever, you know, I see people strolling. They got strollers for these little dogs. They're kissing these nasty-ass dogs in their mouth and all of that. And I'm not knocking it if that's how you feel, but I'm just saying why do you leash and contain your dog. You wouldn't leash your child. You wouldn't walk down the street every time with your child on a leash. So why would you leash your animal? Why Why won't you just go somewhere where your dog can live and run free? You know why you don't do that? Because you know your dog will run anywhere that the dog wants to go. Because it's an animal. It's not a human being. So stop treating it like it's a human being. Because you will not treat your human child the same way that you treat a dog. And this might rub some people the wrong way, but I just needed to say it because I live in a building here in Chicago where there's a lot of dogs. I have friends who who love their, their animals more than they love another human being, but that's not a human being. It doesn't walk. It doesn't talk. It doesn't have a function, of a brain function like a human being. It might be smart. It might be able to sit down, stay roll over, jump up, but you have to teach it that. It's not a natural instinct for a dog. And it's also not a natural instinct for a dog to stay right by your side everywhere that you move unless you train him. That's why you keep your dogs on the leash. So stop referring to your dogs and stop treating these dogs like they're humans if you're going to treat them like they're animals. You treat a dog like it's an animal. Yet, you say the dog is a part of your family. It's like... Your kid or whatever. It's not. It's not. It's a bunch of malarkey. It's a bunch of bullshit. An animal is an animal. A dog is derived from a wolf. Most of them, except these crazy inbreed labradoodles or whatever you're mixing these two dogs with. It's a cute dog. It's a nice dog. It's nothing wrong with dogs. I used to work at the ASPCA. I know what it is with the dogs and all of that, and the ASPCA is full of shit. So when you see them on the street, please... Don't give them no money because they euthanize your dog after your dog's been missing for a week. I know. I used to work the ASPCA. They put your dog down, and and the way they get rid of them dogs is not a pretty sight to the to the eyes. I don't know what they're doing now, but when I worked there, the truck used to come and they used to just throw their asses on the truck. Your dead ass dog that you've been looking for, that dog stay in the ASPCA kennel more than a week is going down. Don't let them tell you any different. They'll tell you the dog never came in or what. They're not housing these dogs and, and waiting and putting all of these dogs up for adoption. If your dog don't go up for adoption after a certain amount of time, it's going to be dead. That's the way it is. That's the way. Because they, they treat it like an animal. you treating it like a family member. You But you're still leashing it up and putting it in travel cages and all that. When you Why? Why do you have to put it in a travel cage? Because it's not a human being. So when you see an elevator and I'm in the elevator, please keep your dog. I love dogs now. Don't get me wrong, but I don't want your dog hair all over my damn pants and all over my clothes. If you know you got a rambunctious dog, keep your dog to the side. I'm not like that. I'm not. I'm not like that. I think animals need to be animals and they need to roam free. And I think if I have a gigantic home with a big yard where the dog can run around and be himself and enjoy himself and get enough exercise and all of that stuff, then I will gladly have a dog. I'm not having no dog in no one-bedroom or two-bedroom apartment. I don't think it's fair to the dog. And I've had a lot of dogs. But I don't think it's fair to a dog unless I have enough room for that dog to be able to run around, exercise, and not feel like it's trapped in a freaking cage. That's just weird to me. It's, It's just weird. And it's selfish. It's just as selfish as the woman that has a freaking kid with a rapper that has seven other baby moms. You're just looking for a check. You can't tell me any differently. You're just looking for a fucking check. That's all you're doing. Like I said, I got Lisa Ray McCoy coming up. Uh, great interview with her. Fantastic interview. I got my Come On Son coming up. A lot to talk about in that aspect. Wow. A lot of stuff to talk about with Come On Son. So all of that is coming up, man. I hope y'all are all buckled up. Hope y'all ready for this because this is Come On, Son, the podcast. Hey, y'all, this is Come On, Son, the podcast. Y'all know me. I'm your boy, Ed Lover. This is always being overseen by Combat Jack. Like I said, good interview stuff going on. A lot of great things about to happen with this podcast. And thank y'all for listening. Thanks for your feedback. I ran into a dude um, the other day that asked me why did I cut my podcast down to like 35, 45 minutes? Well, from all analysis, you really don't listen more than that. But he was like, yo, but I listen to your podcast when I'm driving or people listen when they go on long distance or people listen when they're on a plane or stuff like that. You know, a podcast is a great way to burn an hour or two, you know? And he was telling me like sometimes, you know, people like Joe Button do a two hour podcast and other people are doing an hour and I should make sure that my hour My podcast is at least an hour. But for all intents and purposes, analytics tell me, tells us, all of us podcasters, that y'all don't want to listen more than 45 minutes. So I'm not sure what to do. So I'm leaving it up to you. Should I make sure that my podcasts are at least an hour or should I cut my podcast down to no more than 45 minutes? Y'all tell me what you want. Hit me on all social media at Mr. Ed Lover on Twitter, at Ed Lover on Instagram, and the podcast Instagram is at Come On, Son, the podcast, C-M-O-N-S-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Come On, Son, the, oh, I forgot the. Come On, Son, the podcast, T-H-E is in there. Come On, Son, T-H-E podcast, okay? That's how y'all can get me on IG. Now, let's get into this keyboard, son, for everything that happened last week. Come on, son, son. First and foremost, y'all, Lori Harvey, Steve Harvey's daughter, is in the news again. Come on, son. Like, really? Did y'all know that she got arrested for a hit and run in Beverly Hills? Because she was texting while driving, smashed into a car, flipped her car over, and then got out the car. The guy whose car she hit helped pull her out of her car. Then she tried to run. Come on, son. Where you going? Like, do people think about this kind of stuff before they do it? Where you going? You Lori Harvey. Everybody there knows who you are. You was running around with Diddy for a while who was old enough to be your pops. You Steve Harvey's daughter. Why would you try to run? Where you going? In a Tekashi 69 so he'd tell on you anyway, the damn snitch. But where are you running to, Lori Harvey? Come on, son. There is nowhere to run. So the cops arrested her and then... Frida on her own recogniz right there on the site because they made her sign a piece of paper to make her promise that she was going to court. You want to talk about celebrities getting over? If that was me or you, I asked would have been in jail or possibly under the jail. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. Speaking of bullshit, Shannon Brown. Him and Monica, y'all know Monica the singer. Y'all know Monica. You know, Monica and Brandy, you know, boys, mon, Monica, that Monica, just one of them days, Monica. Well, she married former NBA player Shannon Brown, right? They got married. They was married for a while, had a little daughter together. They was all over the gram and everywhere else, showing they love. Well, they going through a very nasty divorce right now. Monica has even taken her name from Brown off her Instagram account, okay? Shannon Brown was on Instagram the other day trying to auction off his wedding ring, the wedding ring that he put on his finger to promise to love Monica for the rest of their damn days. He was trying to auction that joint off on Instagram. Come on, son. It's childish and it's disrespectful, son. Like, if things don't work out, they don't work out. But you ain't got to be childish and disrespectful about it, son. Come on, son. You're supposed to be a grown-ass man. You played in the NBA, man. You're a good dude. I know Shannon personally. A good dude, dog. Don't fall. Don't don't fall into this social media crap and and being nasty, childish. Don't do it, son. And then when Monica put up some pictures, you are all in her comment box, bro. Come on, son. Grow up, man. Grow up. It's it just it's it just retarded. Speaking of people that needs to grow up, come on, son. It's Shug Knight. When are you gonna grow up, bro? Now you done signed away all of your life rights to Ray J to do your biopic and all of this other stuff, and you want a book, you got a book coming out, and you signed the rights to your book to Nick Cannon to write your book. First of all, I love Nick Cannon, bro, but come on, son, when does Nick Cannon become a writer? Now, I know Nick Cannon can do a lot of things. He can wear a turban on TV and get away with it. He can put out a set of headphones that sell well and sound good. He could do all kind of TV shows. He could still have Wild Out going on with his own production deal over at MTV. I love me some Nick Cannon, but I have never heard of Nick Cannon as a writer. Son, if you're going to have somebody write your book, get a writer to do it. There's enough writers out there that will be happy to step up and write that book for you, Shook. Nick Cannon, Shook, come on, son. I, I, I can't go with that. Okay, Ray J has got his, his multi... Um, platform thing going on right now i don't know about that one either bro but if that's what you want to do and you needed the money obviously you needed the money that's what you did son come on son i don't i don't even understand you son. And speaking of what i don't understand what is everybody mad about gina rodriguez saying the n-word for listen she's puerto rican that's it if y'all didn't get mad when fat joe said it if y'all didn't get mad when pun said it You can't be mad at Gina Rodriguez. Not the way we look at Puerto Ricans, especially us from New York, son. Puerto Ricans grew up in the same hood we grew up in. Puerto Ricans contributed a lot to hip-hop, just like the rest of us. To us Puerto Ricans ain't nothing but niggas with straight hair that speak Spanish. And yeah, I said the N-word because I can say it. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. How y'all being mad at her or Puerto Rican for saying word nigga I guess y'all never been to New York City before if you go to New York City and you go around a bunch of Puerto Ricans they say it to us we say it to them and we don't have a problem with it so Gina Rodriguez Ed Lover does not have a problem with you saying whatever you want to say speaking of people saying whatever they want to say did y'all see that Gucci man called out envy and said that when he see envy he gonna slap the shit out of him come on son Gucci man was quiet Gucci Man was chilling. Gucci Man was with his wife. Gucci Man was making moves. Gucci Man was looking good, slim down, muscled up. His glow up was crazy. What is the breakfast club doing messing with Gucci Man? And then Charlamagne the God did the interview, and you sat there and let him talk about your co-host like that? Bruh, and call Angela Yee a bitch. Bruh, come on, son. Like, I know Charlamagne do Dunkier today, which is just a takeoff of the Jackass of the Week, which I invented many years ago, but he does it daily. But I'm come on, son, and you. Because I don't care if you did tell Envy about the uh, interview and he told you let that fly. You weren't supposed to let that fly, bro. You wake up every day and you're in a room with him and Angela Yee and you let this man call them out their name. I wouldn't let nobody, no matter how mad they are at Dr. Dre, no matter how much I wanted to go viral, you you, you, you let them get disrespected so that your shit could go viral. That's exactly what you did. And I love you, son. And I'm an OG and I'm telling you the truth. I wouldn't let, sit no in interview and let nobody talk about slapping Dr. Dre. Not just to go viral, son. You're wrong, son. Come on, son, fuck out of here with that bullshit, man. And speaking of uh, some more stuff that got my mind completely screwed up, when is Kanye West gonna drop this Jesus is King album? Now, he is supposed to come out soon, but I heard that before. And I'm not sure how I feel about Kanye West as a Christian man that goes to church every Sunday that I'm alive, who praises God publicly, who worships with my fellow believers, who's always inviting my friends to church, trying to convert non-believers into followers of Jesus Christ. Bro, this better not be a hoax. It better not be a hoax. And then after you go back to your regular Kanye self, I don't want to hear no more about your mental illness. If you feel like you got something wrong with you, check yourself into a rehab, bro. But if you're going to do Jesus is King, do it right. And don't just do it because you're trying to get back in black people's good grace after you said all of that stuff about Donald Trump feeling like your father and all of this other stuff about slavery was a choice. Because, brother, this is the last straw you got with me. And I know that everybody's walk towards Jesus is different because my walk towards Jesus was different, bro. But if you walk towards Jesus, brother, stay with Jesus. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying, I ain't saying that you're going to be free from sin. I still like my cigars. I still like my scotch. Bro, but... You did Jesus walks a long time ago. Then you walked away from Jesus. If you're walking back to Jesus, we welcome you back with open arms, but not if you're using Jesus as a prop to sell records, bro. But you got to answer to Jesus. That ain't my place. That ain't my thing. My thing is, come on, son, the podcast. My name is Ed Lover, and this is Come On, Son, and I approve this message. Son, son. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out cigarsinternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Krista Hayes and Kimana Paulus in downtown Chicago. This is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast.